Welcome to Dice with Death, where anyone could die with a roll of the dice. I'm your direct messenger, Ollie Bateman, and joining me again for this week's performative Dungeons and Dragons podcast is Chatty Badger's Jamie Powers. Arc dispels. Titus is the tank, and Husky Vixen helps you wank. <laughs> <laughs> I do, lo- I do love that at the end of your rhyme now, you don't even bother introducing your character. It's just, no. here's a grotesque rhyme. Um, I don't think anything can top your uh, oh, tiny gosh. tempo rap from the week before, but that was a very good effort. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very yeah, much. That was fantastic. Really, really good. We're, of course, also joined by We Are Reaches, Amy Mallet. So my rhyme was just going to be Champions, Champions, but I figured I should put a bit more effort in, so I did. Um, <laughs> we made history and conquered the final game. Now bring on the money, bitches, and fame. Yeah. <laughs> Non-husky vixen this week. Nice. Exactly. I love that yeah. little clip that you sent of me saying rim job. I've got that as my text over <laughs> now. <laughs> Oh, that was a Pacific Rim job, sorry. Jamie, Jamie, do you want to tell everybody about the Easter egg from the last episode? Yeah, if you listen right to the end, you get an isolated uh, Pacific Rim job. Uh, yeah. So there we go. <laughs> so all those of you who get to the outro, because we see the stats and you just switch off, listen all the way to the end and you'll get a little Pacific Rim job all on its own. <laughs> we are, of course, also joined by WhatCulture.com's Adam Wilborn. I'm Titus, I must admit. One third of champions, Team Arza Tit. Winners of the games, you should have heard the crowd roar. Now let's hope this week I don't accidentally decapitate anyone with a door. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course, in the last episode, Titus found out that the memory he'd kind of pushed down with deep into mm-hmm. his soul was a lot more heinous than he thought having smashed through the ring and killed somebody and yeah decapitated three solar naval guards with a door um <laughs> i think warranted actually don't you think i mean you were like fighting for your life and getting yeah. tranquilized all at the same time <laughs> i still don't quite think i would have done that if i didn't accidentally Roll what I rolled, but still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, getting a nat 20 on throwing a door, you probably would have just knocked them over, but, you know, it's a nat 20. you got to kill someone with that. Yeah. It's canon now, baby. You're a monster. It is. <laughs> You're a <laughs> monster. <laughs> is everybody ready to continue the adventure? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Little wow. question at the we're, end there. We were excited about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. So. Yeah. yeah, aren't we? Maybe. <laughs> Previously on Dice with Death, as the gang hunkered down inside Planewalker in the aftermath of the catastrophic beam, Ark and Vixen took stock of what they had witnessed in their astral communications. Ark shed a quiet tear after learning about the passing of his eldest son Ulrich, and Vixen contemplated the name Amar Thuradan, a person of which Madame Mordana had labelled her sworn enemy. Titus awakened a memory in his mind from only three weeks prior when he was arrested outside the port of Uji by solar naval officers. Titus and his manager Elmin Monroe had been surviving off money from gauntlet-style Ironman matches just to get by when during his 18th opponent at the Cock and Brawl, a blue neon mirror-like light had engulfed his body as he lay the smack down on an opponent from the top rope. 
Solar naval officers surrounded them both in the dressing room and separated the two while drawing up the paperwork for their detainment. After some cheap shots across the face with the butt of a pistol, Titus fought back against the crew and decapitated three of the guards with a door after some Matrix Reloaded style shenanigans. Upon calling for help from the drunken patrons, Titus was tranquilized and disorientated by the guards. And then after stumbling out of the dressing room, Titus, through fuzzy eyes and mind, saw his manager of five years, Elmin Munro, exiting through the back door with a briefcase of cash in hand. Betrayed by his guardian, Titus's rage took over and the corporeal neon light that enveloped his body appeared again, this time surrounding his arms as he pulverized solar naval officers before he fell unconscious. Waking up in the arena of Stadia Concretia, Ark wiped the tear from his eye and commanded his spectral birds to sever the head of Planewalker, while Vixen banged on her war gong to signify their success to the crowds. Titus felt a pull back into the metallic robotic lizard and lifted his arms, reaching out into the inner workings of Planewalker, and with blue corporeal cables shooting from his arms, he took control of the monstrous construct they had only destroyed minutes ago, reanimating its corpse. The gang then decided to keep their packs to the dwarfs and literally jumped into action, smashing the glass and opening the arenas to help fight the other foes still at large prompting the games master to call a death match, where it was every man for himself. Titus, with his newfound ability to take control, launched missile strikes and threw the severed head of Planewalker at the octopus, doing huge damage in the process. Ark and Vixen launched attacks at the pursuing Gith Yankee, knocking them clean out of the sky with eldritch blasts and thunderous magic, before Vixen cast vicious mockery, stopping the octopus dead in its tracks. Then, as the dwarfs lay down their weapons and prompted the Stadia Concretia crowd to chant, Tit, the Games Master announced that they were the winners of the Champion Games in the Year of the Purple Moon, reminding them of their now 100,000 gold prize and a front row seat to the Purple Moon Eclipse with the Viscount of Concretia. And that's where we are now. Pyrotechnics explode into the sky above Stadia Concretia as Team Arzatit, the champions of the champion games, stand proudly in the reanimated Planewalker. The city of Concretia itself is buzzing with excitement as the processions and parties erupt down in the streets below. Titus, you're still in control of Planewalker, while Ark and Vixen you are still strapped into the cables and pipes of the inner carapace. What would you like to do? Shall we make a dab? <laughs> ha! Yes! <laughs> no head! A headless dab. A headless dab from Plain Rocket. Roll me a performance check, Titus. How's it going to go this week? Six. <laughs> It's got no head. It's got no head. It doesn't yeah, work, does it? Put half of the dab is with the head, isn't it? Yeah, got, yeah. got no head. It doesn't work. You put your arms up um, and you hear a mild applause from the crowd. That's it. They don't quite know what you're doing. They think you're starting like a TikTok dance, but you don't quite know how to do it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you get, you get a mild unwelcomed applause everybody else is cheering because you've won the games pyrotechnics everything's going off it's cheers everywhere but yeah this uh this not quite dab isn't met with the kind of respect that you think it should be 
Oh, well, mm. we, we can't leave it like that. Try a floss. Try a floss. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't do a floss in real life. But maybe, maybe Titus can. <laughs> okay. Performance check, please, of a floss. Oh, here we go, baby. <laughs> Redeem yourself. Six. That's a oh six again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the floss oh. is also met with mild applause. Um, you start hearing chants from the crowds. Hundreds of thousands of people. They don't want to see you dab. They don't want to see you floss. They want to see you backflip. Backflip, backflip, backflip. Chants over and over and over again. I cast Guidance. I was going to say, you've just cooked out two sixes. Just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Jamie's the voice of reason. Yeah, careful now. <laughs> yeah. Down with this sort of thing. Careful now. <laughs> careful now. Mark, did you just cast Guidance on Titus? I did cast Guidance. Yeah. Okay. What's that? Does that make it advent advantage, Jamie? Uh, you touch one winning creature before the spell ends. The target can roll a d4 and add the number rolled to one ability check of its choice. Uh, it can... Roll the die before or after making the ability check. The spell then ends. Shall we, we roll the, the d4 first? Yeah, go on then. Okay, so whatever it is, I'm adding one to it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, he's going to kill everyone. <laughs> Here we Me go. and Ark ready ourselves. Like, can we make sure we're properly strapped in? Of course Hold you can. Hold on to your butts. You guys, you guys pull on some of these cables and strap yourselves in. Bearing in mind, Titus is just like, although he's controlling this plane walker in the middle of it, he is attached by <laughs> corporeal cables that don't actually exist. So we'll see what happens if the backflip does fail. Um, oh my God. Titus, roll your D20 plus your uh, athletics. And then plus that one, and we'll see what happens. Oh, athletics on this one. Okay. Oh, yeah, this isn't performance. This is this is full-on athletics. Oh, I will be fine on this one. They, genuinely, I think we'll be fine. Unless I get a nat one, then nothing could go wrong here. Famous and last words. <laughs> Hang on. I've got to add one to that, haven't I? Yep. Two. 25. <laughs> 25. Oh, that yes. is a backflip. That's a backflip. That Titus. Do it. Yes. Titus, you dab, you floss, and you backflip. You launch Planewalker with Vixen and Titus strapped <laughs> into the inside of it. This is the biggest backflip you've ever done. This is like 200 feet in the air. You launch Planewalker, headless. You tuck the knees. As you come around, you extend your body into this graceful flying robotic lizard in the middle of the air. And with as no you, head. Uh, with no head. And as you land, you create this earthquake that shatters out beneath you, the arena, making all these cracks appear all around the stadium. And nice. as soon as you land, like Kane in the middle of a wrestling ring, throwing down his arms, fire erupts from everywhere that can in the stadium. And the biggest, baddest, most awesome cheer erupts from everybody. You guys have got this crowd in the palm of your fucking hands. Yes! 
also, Vixen's <laughs> 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 just gonna heave. <laughs> She's just like been, you know those. That, oh, Ollie, do you remember that um, fairground ride that we went on once in Birmingham, where it sort of like strapped you in, the sort of um, cage thing came down, and then it was like a big hand that spun around and oh lifted my. you up over the top. Oh, oh my no. Christ! Yeah, oh, no, God. horrible. James Killsby lost his shoe. Shout out to Jay Kills. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. It was, yeah, that was a, yeah, that's exactly what it felt like. And Vixen's going to heave. So, that was a terrible time. Okay. Vixen heaves. A <laughs> uh, little bit of sick on the shoulder. I'm not going to make you roll a constitution saving throw, but a little bit of, a little bit of sick for flavor there. Um, Ark, you're used to this acrobatics. You're, yeah. you're fine. You barrel roll all the time. This is, this is nothing to you. Um, but yeah, you create this earthquake. And fire erupts from the stadium. Um, the games master is still speaking over the tannoy, congratulating you, talking to the crowds, and you hear that the games master says, "Everybody, as we are a day early for the winners to receive their prizes, I would like to remind everyone that the purple moon eclipse is still 32 hours away." <sighs> meaning meaning that you guys have got downtime if you want downtime after this in between you receiving your prizes and getting an audience with the Viscount of Concretia atop the Sky Tower you guys see that the floating discs that delivered you into the arena arrive around the neck of Planewalker as if to invite you on and take you back to the hero zone what do you guys want to do okay so i'm gonna go yep i think i've had enough of being uh, uh being in the air so uh i'm gonna go get on one of them discs so i sort of like stagger over to it a little bit wobbly and i'm like Whoop. yep okay cool want to get back to the ground now thanks uh can uh arc turn to titus and just go do you, do you have to get on the discs and what, and what happens next i've never seen this from a from a winner's perspective before i think i I think the last time I tried to beat the crowds on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think we have to get on the, the discs. Um, but yeah, it, with a day early, uh, I, I don't know if they'll even have anything everything ready for us yet. Obviously, we the prizes and that are sorted, but I assume it'll just be a lot of press for the next, next bit. Cool. So, Ark will step on a disc um but you'll notice he's kind of like his wings are just kind of like displayed out really he's not really keeping his wings up or anything they're just kind of just over that platform arc is there something that you want to do instead of get on the disc i think arc just wants to get out of there any mm. easiest possible just wants to get out if he could he would fly just into the his quarters in the hero zone i think he's just um just sick of it right so he's just he's just got on. He doesn't particularly care. His wings are down. Yeah, he's just gonna stand there. Um, Vixen and Titus, roll me insight checks. Only backflips I can apparently roll well for. Okay. <laughs> okay. What did you get? A six. An eight. Ooh. Okay. Oh. Vixen. I got a five. You got a five. Okay. You do not catch the vibe that Ark is putting down. Um, you're all kind of in your own headspace at this moment. You've all 
had these astral communications with various people and things from your lives coming back into your mind and stirring up memories and thoughts that you hadn't thought about in forever. But rather than notice Ark's particular, I don't know, sombering kind of emotions at this point, you all have your own... You know, you've got this win in front of you. It's, in, it's insane. You've just won the Champion Games as a team, but you all can't quite but help feel something still a bit hollow inside. And we know, obviously, what happened to Ark and his vision, don't we? And I think that's the thing. I think all of us are just like, oh, I mean, from Vixen's perspective anyway, she's just a bit like, just get me off this thing get back to our quarters and we'll figure out the rest later. Because she doesn't even really know Ark, but she's been hit with this huge emotional, like, fuck, he's lost a kid. Yeah, it's as if you two have something in common. Mm. Mm. So these discs, they, they're 60 foot up in the air. You stand on them and they escort you essentially through the air, back down to those huge double doors that you came through in the arena. You see shortly behind you the Dwarven team also on these discs, also being delivered to the doors. Um, and your discs set you down first. The controls are still operational, but they kind of shift along to the side. And the Dwarven team arrive next to you. Now you're in front of these double doors now. Yet yeah, uh, You are in front of these double doors, sorry. And you're going to go through them into the hero zone. But the dwarves kind of, they catch you as you step off the discs and as they step off theirs. And <clears throat> they, they give you a wink and a nod and a smile. And uh, you hear the fighter dwarf look directly towards you, Ark. And then you, Titus. And then you, Vixen. And they just say, it was a fine effort you put in there, lads and lasses. We'd lay our weapons down for you any single day. But today of all days, you deserve this win. Congratulations. Thank you, good sirs. I'm glad that that didn't have to end in total bloodshed. I've had much messier finales than that. Uh, I'm glad that we didn't... I'm glad that we didn't have to mess you up, is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but thank you. Um, fought well. They chuckle, they laugh towards you, Vixen, in like a, in a, a nodding, knowing way, and they just say, it was an absolute privilege to fight a champion of the champion games. We only hope we could meet again at another games, another time, perhaps. I'm sure someday we will. What, where, uh, where are you from? What's your, your home planet? Fuck, good question, Amy. Uh, one second. <laughs> one second. Here we go. Where are my fucking planets? Where are they? I'm keeping... Jamie, keep all this in. This is funny. Uh, they, they are from... They are from the planet of Eid, where okay. the red lava flows. Closest to... Uh, closest to the sun, Falconin. Um, yeah, they are... They are hearty, small... Uh, industrious kind of dwarves they're not you know they're not lord of the ring kind of dwarves but to look at them you kind of get a bit of a steampunk kind of vibe you know they're like cool. their mechanical electronical weapons look like they're all very homemade but they're trained as well as all the other dwarves are and um, mm. yeah they, they say 
uh, or from the planet of Eid, where the, the molten lava runs, and everybody from the solar system gets their um, gets their uh, their energy force from. You know the uh, the unique metals within the ground. That's what that's what we like. Eid, right? Oh, I'm Irish as well. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> so many right. accents in the space of oh, two seconds. I get it. Stop that right now. Um, <laughs> get your yeah. fucking coat now. Get out. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna say, Ah Eid, yeah, I know it well. Um, I've been on a few tours there actually, um, both with the Champions um, Games and also with um, with my old band back in the day. It's a nice place. I wish you all safe journey back to Eid. Thank you very much, lads. It was a pleasure. And gentlemen, it's been an honour competing with you. They nod towards you. Um, in fact, they hold their hands out for a handshake for all of you. Just handshakes all around. Oh, yeah, that'd be lovely. <laughs> yeah, yeah that'd be... Do it on the screen. I did. I did do it on the stream. Yeah, Amy did it. Jamie, there you go. Hey. Everyone's shaking hands. We're all there. there. Shaking Virtually hands. shaking hands and not looking like we're tossing off a ghost. I also love the idea that Adam said it like someone had offered him a biscuit and a cuppa. Oh, that'd be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the Dwarven team... I guess they kind of gesture to you all to go forth through the doors first, as you are the winners. They they don't want to steal your thunder. They don't want to impose. They just want you guys to get on with your day because it's going to be a long, probably 32 hours until you actually get to the full purple moon eclipse. So, yeah, they gesture to you guys to go through the door. Okay. I'm going to walk through it. Do, they, do these doors... How do these doors open? Uh, like a normal door would, I guess. I guess you just push on it and it swings open, rather than. Um... If you're a loser, you push on it. Yeah. Right. Okay. So as Vixen does this, Titus, you grab her on the shoulder and stop her. Correct. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I know you've done this before, but uh, we need to make an entrance as champions. All right. What did you have in mind? I'm going to headbutt the fucking door. That's what I'm going to do. Of course you are. Here we go. I mean, it, it's glass, isn't it? You're not going to get something stuck in your mug. I'm going to slowly push it open with my head <laughs> so that it swings open but does not shatter. I'm going to put my <laughs> head against it and go like that. Okay. So Just for clarification, open. these are not glass doors. These are the doors going back into the hero zone. Uh, they're okay. made of metal, but they're not glass. So you've got no uh, problem metal. about shattering them. Right. Well, lean back as is, fuck. Is I want to basically do it. My my strategy for this one is I stand so literally my nose is touching the door. Yeah. And I don't take a step back. I just lean as far back as I possibly can. With my like my toes are still touching the door. Nice. I'm just gonna bring my head forward. <laughs> uh okay, Titus, you are about to headbutt eighty foot doors. Uh roll me roll me an athletics check. Uh, let's see what happens. Come on. It's a 16. It's a 16. Um, Ark, is he still guided? He's used his guidance, unfortunately. Okay, so no pluses to that. A six- Would only have been a one anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Titus, with a 16, you headbutt these huge metal doors. You hear pretty much like 
Vixen's war gong, it rings out through your ears and all through the stadium. Dong! But as, your, but as your head makes contact with these doors, you just hear a... As they slowly move open. Dramatic entrance, isn't it? You don't want to, you know, someone could be stood behind it. You don't want to push them open too hard. Right. I've had bad issues with doors. I didn't want to get a nat 20 anyway, so... You decapitate yourself with a door. If you <laughs> <know>. <laughs> the uh, the door swings open slowly, and as soon as it cracks open, you, like the first day, hear all the press, cameras shouting, not screaming, but everybody here. All the press that you spoke to before are clambering for you. Mr. Titus Thunderbastard Caligari, sir. Vixen, Vixen, Ark, Ark, Captain Ark, Captain Ark, sir. Captain Ark, Titus, Vixen. Everybody is crowding you. As soon as this happens, like the first day, big purple Stadia Concretia wearing guards grab you, funnel you, and send you directly to the press conference room. Um, you've just won the champion games. Of course there's going to be a press conference. Um, you see all the select journalists that were in there last time. You see the lecterns, you see the podiums, you see the branded microphones, you see the kind of, what do we call them, like meeting podcast rooms over to the left, but you are all led up to the press conference table. And everybody is crowded in, like way more people than you thought in this room before. You see press mm -hmm. that you've not seen in there before, but they're all coming in. And then as you come, as, as you are led up, and the crowds are in, you see the Dwarven team come in and stand at the back of the room and just smile and nod towards you. Um, everybody go ahead and make me a perception check. Ark. 17. Vixen. 24. Titus. I'm sorry, I really, I've got a bad headache right now. What's going on? <laughs> I got a nine. You got a nine. Okay. Um, Vixen. You got, you got an alarm going off, Jamie. Yeah, give me two sacks. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, I thought I could hear something. Oh, cool. The house is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Must be all them pyrotechnics. Uh, I was going to sing that Sean Kingston song, but I can't remember the words to it. Shorty and call nine, somebody call nine one one. one, one. Shorty fire, fire burning on the dance floor. floor. Whoa. Whoa! It's so funny when we sing together with the lag. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I just I, uh, try and niece. sing straight, and then I'm like, I'll, yeah, yeah, and then it'll, it'll make the end, it I end up being like dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> My niece uh, just watched Sing 2 for the first time. And now, whenever we're on the phone to her, she just goes, <laughs> This girl is on fire. Oh, <laughs> that's so cool. So cute. So cute. I, was, uh, I went to Clissold Park the other day with my friends and um, went to the public loos. And there was a, a nan in there with uh, her grandson. And he was just sat on the toilet like... And anybody who went in there, she was just like, he's going to be a while. <laughs> like, his favorite thing is just sitting on the toilet and going, la, 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 la. Like, he was singing his little heart out on the bog. <laughs> uh, I was oh like, dear. oh, it's a singing cubicle. Kids are so Blokes, 
Blokes do do. I think blokes do that, especially in cubicles. I I went into it was a public loo. I think Leicester Square or something like quite recently, mm. and some guy was just like stood at the urinal on his own taking a piss, and he was going. I was just like, oh, are you excited? He's back on telly, mate. Oh, bless him. <laughs> Here he is. Nothing's on fire? No, uh, Shell's got home and she's microwaved something which shouldn't be microwaved. So it has oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness me. Okay. Oh, dear. So, so you, had, you had beeps and you had an explosion. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Vixen. Now, Vixen, this may i mean it's a it's a perception check isn't it so maybe you can roll an insight after this but you see one of the dwarves wink smile towards you and mouths something to you you don't hear this in your own voice but you manage to lip read what it says and the dwarf lip reads to you mr moto hirokoshi has always been with you Ark, you also see this. Titus has no fucking clue because he's just smashed his head on the door. Fair. Huh? I'm going to look at Ark and sort of like in shock. And obviously I can't say anything. How close am, am I next to Ark or next to Titus? Uh, I imagine it would be Titus in the middle and then Vixen and Ark either side. Either side. You could definitely look behind Titus's massive body as it sits there at the table or in front. But yeah, you can definitely look at Ark to, to catch a glance. I'm going to look at Ark and I'm just going to say, did you see did, did you see that? I did. Okay. Because so, Vixen doesn't really know who Mr. I mean, she knows from Zach's memories who Mr. Mr. Hirokoshi is, but she's never actually met him. Yeah. Um. So okay. Um. I'm gonna lean over to Ark like they do in conferences when they're sort of like, let me just consult consort with my my um, companions, and I'm just gonna go. By the way, just um, just play along. We'll be out of here quick. Okay. 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 The games master. Steps up to the front of the room and announces to the room, Ladies and gentlemen, you are in the presence of champions. You must address them accordingly. Do not, I repeat, do not try to upset the balance we have here in this press conference. Questions are, of course, welcome. You will have five minutes you there in the front row, you first. And you see Games Master Vixen points towards Anatha from the Daily Druid, who Zakaya had interacted with. Mm-hmm. Um, but Vixen, you know Anatha. She has been covering the games that you were a part of for a bloody long time. Um, well, she, she spoke to Zach about Vixen, didn't she? She did. She told her about Vixen. She absolutely did. Um, and you hear Anatha gets her hand up in the air. She's got a pen and a pad and she's ready to make notes. Um, but she goes, Vixen, I'd just like to say it's an absolute pleasure having you back on the field after all this time. I mean, it's a very simple question, but what was your plan going into today's game? Seeing as you've, you've not been on the field for, for a long old time. Uh, 
do they know that because didn't we have a, a plan that we were going to basically say i was zach all along sort of thing that is the might... plan that you went with yes mm, okay anatha you're daft yeah i was gonna say something really rude then <laughs> i was gonna be like you daft. <laughs> say <laughs> it <laughs> So no, we'll, be, we'll bleep it. Say we'll bleep it. it as well. Can say you bleep it? Because I'll bleep yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Say it. Anatha, you daft. I don't know why that was. My isolate that. My isolate head. that. that. Right at the end. Isolate that. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear, if you want to hear what Vixen just said, you have to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I've been here the entire time. It's always been me. I've just, I, you know, I've had the elfies on because I wanted a bit of a disguise. I wanted to come back with a stunt. But I've been here since the very start, my darling, honestly. And I can safely say, going into today, I just wanted to make sure that whatever we were up against, we put on a bloody good show. Did you feel like we did that? Oh, no, absolutely. It was like, it was the event of this year, maybe in this millennium. <laughs> it was so bloody good. Honestly, we've not seen a games like it in for forever. No, no, thank you for answering the questions. Very nice of you. Thank you. I wish I'd chosen that accent. <laughs> I'd get so much. I'd get so much pleasure out of it. <laughs> it's a lovely little accent to do. Just, a little, a little been... northern woman. It's yeah, it's nice. Oh, it's so good. Just northern um, in general is so fun. Just northern. Uh, so we see more hands go up as Anthony's questions ends. Um, we get the we get the kind of more posh reporter who's reporting for you know some kind of spreadsheet uh and he goes oh Cap- captain arc of the uh, elite storm area list it's um it's been an absolute thrill to uh, to have to uh, to has it been a thrill to perform in you know with such bravery in front of your own kind at the games i mean have you got a message for your your feathered friends in the stands tonight as as well as those watching you on your home planet. I'm going to look at him and as if to just kind of give him a bit of a, as if to be like. Sim Simmer. Rain, rain it in. Rain it, rain it in because we might be in danger. Sim Sim Simmer. Got the keys to my Bimmer. Adam, you got exactly what I was going for then. <laughs> Sim Simmer, who's got the keys to my Bimmer? Um, yeah. Vixen, you look towards Ark as if to say, simmer down now. Uh, keep it cool. Just be careful. Be careful. So when this is, again, this is a oddy question. Um, when somebody wins the champion games, they're absolved of their crimes. Now, is that absolved of their crimes to the rest of the world, to kind of all the planets? Is it like just in kind of like um, uh, I forgot the guy's name now. Sorry, uh, Viscount Viscount Concretia. Yeah. Yeah. Is it just in like kind of his domain where I'm kind of like absolved of crime or is it like everywhere so if you and and vixen and titus will know this um but if you win like a day of the games you're absolved of any crimes that you committed on that planet but if you win the actual champion games you're absolved of all crimes that have been justly or unjustly uh put on you since you were born so right now you are all free people. That's 
brilliant. I think the Games Master would have announced that as well. Like he said about the money, he said about the the uh, audience with UDRR, but he should have been like, and they're no longer crims. <laughs> <laughs> well, that Vixen and Titus would know. <laughs> yeah, genocide all forgiven now so that's fine yeah, yeah. That's no that brilliant. that v- vixen and titus would know that kind of um yeah about the absolution as it were of of all the crimes um but yeah i guess it's not really something the games master is going to announce because it's not really no, fun no, no, is no. it but you no. do know that a lot of criminals do take part in the games to try and be absolved of their crimes as well like vixen oh, when yeah. you were competing there were lots of criminals who would just put them. It's kind of like a Hunger Games. It's like, well, we've mm. got nothing better. It's either mm. prison or it's this. Or it's so, kind of Squid Game vibes, isn't it? Where it's like, exactly, I have no exactly. other option in my life. I've reached this point. Yeah, yeah. I'm desperate. So, Ark, you now know that you are absolved of absolutely everything, just or unjust, that has been put on you. So I'm going to say, um, I'm looking forward. Um, to returning home, to repaying some favours and uh, seeing my family again. No more, no less. Nope. Ark says a simple, simple quote for the paper. Um, Anatha pipes up again and she says, there's been so many firsts over the last few days at Stadia Concretia, including our first ever look an all-out deathmatch between multiple teams and enemies all at once. How did you all feel about the deathmatch criteria, like finally being met? It's never happened before. So what was that like when you heard, you know, our old games master say that? I mean, it's, it, I don't know, Titus might have, um, I'm not sure how many times you've, you've done this, Titus, but um, I've, I've never had it happen in all my many, many wins and, um, and participations within the Champion Games. And it was, it was absolutely bloody thrilling. When he went to smash that dome, I've never been sure quite how strong that glass actually is, but, you know, mm. broke it into a million pieces. And yeah, hearing that over the tannoy, whoa, crowd went wild. Yeah, it was a daunting experience, I think, for all of us. Uh, I think, you know, it's all well and good taking on machines, opponents, you know, riddles, whatever it may be. But I think when you've got to fight your your fellow competitors, that really does kick it up a notch. And speaking of which, uh, credit to the uh, to the Dwarven team, who I think did a, did a fantastic job and uh, can really hold their heads up high. I think they've got to be ones to watch in uh, in future Champions games. But... Yeah, I think I think I speak for for all of of ours at it, and when we say just how uh, how chuffed we are to uh, to sit here as as your champions, a huge round of applause erupts through the press conference. It's all been a bit kind of. It's, but there's been a bit of tension, I guess, with some of the questions, and you know, trying to trying to find out some details. But Titus, you. You really jeer the crowd on and all the press claps and you see the Dwarven team at the back, arms folded and crossed, wink and nod towards you, say here, here at the back of the room. Yeah, very well done. Um, Titus, on the next speech you make, you will have advantage. Oh, thanks. Fantastic. Public speaking, plus one. There you go. <laughs> um, you see the posh male reporter gets up again after Anatha sits back down. Um and he says, the robotic lizard that you faced inside the arena, um, it's not known for having a cockpit of any kind. How did you and your team take control of such a thing that isn't meant to be controlled from the inside? 
uh, I, uh, I guess uh, only uh, only Mr. Titus Thunderbastard Caligavi can answer that, really. Titus? Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think when you're out there and you're in the, the heat of battle, I think instinct just sort of takes over. And, uh, you know, what happened out there, some, some people say it can't be explained. Uh, but I think, I think the main thing is we stuck together as a team. Um, and yeah, Arzatit is a name that will that will live on for many. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it engraved on walls and worn on many worn on many t-shirts as well. Indeed, and scarves. And uh, yeah, again, uh, just you know, to talk about the uh, the impulses, the whole thing. I mean, what a, what a f- phenomenal crowd uh, this year. You know, I've uh, I've gone from from being being in those stands and watching the incredible competitors to to having the honor of competing in the champions games myself and uh let me tell you there's no thrill like it uh yeah no titus i hear what you're saying and that's 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 absolutely credit to you and, and to your team but you didn't actually answer my question how did you actually take control of the plane walker the the monstrous robotic lizard that was in the center of the arena like there has to be an actual logical explanation for how you did that are you some kind of electrical engineer because within all the research that we've done on you we can't see anything that would make you any kind of hollow or net jacker so you can't be an electrician you can't have some inane uh, immense powerful link with i don't know some kind of blue arcane so what is it how did it work what did you do no exactly i mean like you say you can just rule those two things straight out uh, especially the, the arcane energy thing that you said i've never heard of that before to be honest um look, i just i just grabbed at what i i thought may help us as a team whether that be you know weaponry or the corpse of a plane walker uh, I grabbed at what I could and, uh, you know, I, I, I can't really explain it. It was, uh, we were just, we we're just very lucky, uh, to be in the position that we are. And, uh, actually I want to take this moment, um, to, to really, to really dedicate this victory, uh, to my, to my late father, uh, making Caligavi, uh, and to my mother who I, I hope is, is watching at home to, to, to Vonna, um, I hope I've I hope I've done the Caligavi name proud, um, and uh, make sure you go Antazalu. Yes, call me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes, to 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 Princess Zalu, I hope uh, I hope you liked what you saw today. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was so. Oh, that worked. That worked. <laughs> That worked on everyone, man. Uh, yeah, that, that's <laughs> Christ, Titus. Um, somewhere there is a toothpick being folded in someone's tongue, and <laughs> elsewhere there's a tear running from a mother's eye as she watches her son on the TV. Um, Titus, you genuinely feel that, by the way. Like you're, as you speak out towards the press, to all these cameras that are on you, you, this, this little, tiny little, like in the back of your mind, something tweaks and you see your mother's face and you know that she's smiling and you know that a single tear is rolling down her cheek. Oh, that's great. That's great. She needs, she needed this. Um, okay. Titus, Anatha is going to roll an insight check against you. Um, because you've done so well 
avoiding that question like a like a good politician or an athlete who doesn't want to talk about a possible scandal of some kind. But yeah, Anathan's going to roll an insight check. Okay, Anathan did really well. She got a net 20. What the fuck? Mm. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Dear. Does she know that we're hiding something? That's a, that's a 24 altogether. Um, she knows that you're not giving all the information. She doesn't know what information you aren't putting out there and putting forward. Um, but yeah, you all have this kind of residual scent or corporeal nature of this blue arcane that surrounds you all as a group anyway from Petrosolidus. But nobody quite clocks onto it just yet. Phew. Anatha then pipes up and she says, not only did you break the record for the fastest team to ever beat the dungeon, the door and the battlefield on day one, but you're now the fastest team to have ever won the champion games, beating all Vixen's record by a day and a day and a bit. Is there anyone? And I know you've already said this, Titus. I know you've already, you've dedicated your match. Going a bit Geordie then, fuck. Um, <laughs> I know you've already dedicated your fucking match. No. Um, <laughs> dedicated it to your mum. You dedicated it to your mother. Why, uh, eye, man? Why, eye, mother? <laughs> How are <we>, man? My <laughs> eyes, deck. <laughs> Let me Sorry. tell you, living up here, they love when you do that. <laughs> do they? <laughs> do they really? I'm blind. I can't see. <laughs> My eyes, man. <laughs> oh, Anatha says. Biker Grove. Uh, uh, it's great. And Louise, this is probably for a, more of a no dice thing. And Louise had never seen Biker Grove. So, like, we, where we were living, we, used to, we were living on the quayside when we first moved here. And literally round the corner from us was Biker. And I went, oh, Biker. She went, what? Biker. What? Biker. Baker Grove, yeah. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing from her. <laughs> Tough crowd. Oh, for our international <laughs> listeners, Biker Grove was a kids' TV show shown in the 90s that starred probably our biggest national treasures to date, Ant and Deck. Never the other way around. Aye, aye. It's not Deck and Ant, it's Ant and Deck. It's always Ant and Deck. It's always Ant and Deck, and they are Stand like... the right way. They're yeah. our biggest, I think, award-winning TV presenters in the UK. They've won something like 20 national television awards. But mm -hmm. they started off in this show, Biker Grove, a high school, a secondary school or whatever, that was set in Newcastle, which is mm -hmm. that awful accent that I just did. Not the accent's awful. I'm awful at it. Um, <laughs> the accent's great. The accent's um, great. Maybe, maybe actually, there's... Uh, yeah. it's a it's a youth centre. Uh, oh, I see. Oh, Bungrove Sea Centre, okay. There if you, you are uh, from the United States, you might need subtitles. Because yes. the Geordie accent is very thick. Yeah, or a Google or something. And once you get past <laughs> Biker Grove, then you should um, then you should Google uh, Avid Merian and see the characters that he did on Ant the Deck because they are <laughs> awful. <laughs> There's a particularly uh, gruesome one where they bum each other in a tent via shadow puppets. <laughs> I've never seen that. That needs to go in the group immediately. That's going accident. That's going in the group and it's going to go in the show notes. Anyway, um, <laughs> Anatha says, 
as Titus has just put it, um, is there anyone that out there, you know, in your lives, like either alive or dead, that you, you know, you want to dedicate this win to? Vixen, Ark, anybody that you want to, you know, dedicate your win at the Champion Games to? I'll let you uh, go first, Ark. I, I want to dedicate this to Urek. And that's what I'm going to say. You hear the press hush over the room as they expect you to say more, but you stop after you say that we know to be your eldest son. Vixen, there's a silence in the room. I'm going to dive in and save him. And I'm just going to go. And I, I'm also, I'm uh, going to dedicate this to um, my daughter, Zakaya, um, who I modelled myself after, actually, when uh, when we first started the games, because I kind of wanted her memory to, to live on in some way. She always wanted to see the champion games, um, and she died quite, quite young. So, um, yeah, it's part of the reason I've been uh, out... Uh, of the public eye for so long. So, um, yeah. uh, to to those who we've lost, who cannot be with us today, but who we keep in our hearts wherever we go. The press seem sombre in this moment as you point out that two people, Team Arzatits, one who we definitely know, one who we do not know and hasn't alluded to that it's their child, but there's a somber kind of feeling in the room as you dedicate these things to people who have passed away. It seems as though everybody in this team has something in common with death and a family member and someone close to you. And the games master steps in and says... Before we... Sorry, before we... I, I forgot to... I forgot to mention someone uh, earlier on. Obviously, I mentioned my my late father, uh, Makin, and uh, and my mother, Bonner, both Caligarvies. And then there's there's Princess Zalu, of course. Um, but there's another member um, of the uh, of the Caligarvi team that I feel should get um, acknowledgement at this time. And uh, some people say he's a he's a bit of a storm warrior, and that's why I'd like to. Send out a personal message to Eric and Smorgenhausen uh, for all of his help. <laughs> he's, you know he's watching. You know he's watching. Oh, fuck yourself, Winter Wolf. No one likes you. <laughs> Is he, does he actually say that canonically? <laughs> no, I think that's more of an implied. I'm going to try and be slightly subtle. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. Okay. You say this about Eric and Schmorgenhausen. Great. You hear tweak in the back of your mind. Oh, Titus, I love you. Um, <laughs> it comes out of nowhere. It's got uh, to say Mr. Titus. Mr. Oh, Titus. Oh, Mr. Titus, I love you. I sob a tear for you. Um, <laughs> uh, I did say I wouldn't cry, but as we all know, I'm full of full shit. Of shit. <laughs> You know when you improv something and it just goes so right, like that was perfect. Um, 
Titus, I do just want to clarify what you actually say about your uncle, if anything. What do you actually say down the camera lens to the press? Oh, no, I think I think the, the I think the Storm Warrior line will have got him enough. Okay, fine. Rather than actually say in my head, I go say fuck yourself, fuck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you you maybe don't quite feel this in your mind, but you know that somebody's back is up at this point. Um, and the games master re-steps in and says, right, everybody, that's it. Press conference over. This team have got to get some rest. Probably talk to more press at some point. They've got a long and busy day tomorrow. Bearing in mind, gang, it's late afternoon at this point. Um, so you have about 24 hours until you get your prize and you have an, audi- an audience, an audience, an audience with the Viscount of Concretia. So you see all the press disperse and everybody leaves the room. And it's just you guys sat atop this table. The press door, uh, conference doors closed behind you. And you guys have actually been given some privacy. Um, this is the, the first time since you entered the games that you've probably got actual real privacy like even not even in the booths by the side of you but just in this room the games people know that you've gone through a hard time in a battle so they've left you in this room just to decompress you see creme fatals at the side of the room seed flavored of course you see various beverages and confectionery and drinks and everything but yeah you guys are just left on this press table as everybody's ushered out it's just a really big silence for a bit, I imagine. I'm going to look up at Ark. I'm going to say, I can't, I can't tell you how sorry I am. I promise we'll get them. Every last fucking one of them. We will get them. Did when you left this kind of mortal coil? Did you did you feel that sorrow leaving Zach? What was it like? I mean, Zach was Zach was barely born. I literally held her for the very first time and then that was it as soon as I, it was like it was like I knew as soon as I knew she was safe I just let go my body was so beaten and bruised and the things that they had done to me you know a pregnant outcast I just I knew she was okay and that was enough to let go and I did feel that sorrow I felt that sorrow tenfold when I actually met her and saw the woman that she'd become. And I can't imagine how hard it was for you because you didn't get that chance to say goodbye. Hmm. I think about... It's... All I can think about is... used to play tag used to fly around in 
Uh, can Ark cast a spell? What would you like to cast, Ark? Calm emotion. Mm-hmm. Please read aloud to the class. Calm emotion. You attempt to suppress strong emotions in a group of people. Each humanoid in a 20-foot radius sphere centered on a point you choose within range. Make a charisma saving throw. A creature can choose to fail this saving throw if it wishes. If a creature fails its saving throw, choose one of the following two effects. It can suppress any effect causing a target to be charmed or frightened. Uh, When the spell ends, um, any suppressed effect resumes, uh, providing its duration has not expired in the meantime. Um... So it's kind of a flavor, really. I just want to yeah, try and right. suppress some of the emotions that we're feeling. Okay. I'm going to pop that in the center of us. Okay. Um, yeah, you you cast this on yourself. Yeah. Uh, do you guys get willingly cast on with calm emotions? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I think I'd take this in real life if I could. <laughs> it's like the most useful spell. Ark, you you cast calm emotions. Um how do you think this looks as you use your hand to cast calm emotions on the three of them? I think it I I don't think you can see it. I think you just you kind of feel it as kind of like a wave of just kind of a bit of serenity. Like I don't think it's gonna it's just going to take the edge off a little bit. Mm. Yeah, it's not like an exploding radiant thing, but no. it's um, it's like a magical yeah, val- magical valium. There you it, go. Yeah, magical valium mist. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> like, "All right, okay, I can take stock." <laughs> okay, you all sit in calm emotions. Um, how long does the spell last? Sorry. Just a minute. We've Just a minute. A of <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that after everyone's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> bowling it up made it 10 times worse. <laughs> it's completely calm and silent. And then just on the dot, on 60 seconds, everybody goes, ah! <laughs> just starts bawling again. Um, we need to plan something. Because we, do. we have literally walked into the Viscount's hands completely. We've delivered the champion of champions. And if we don't do something, we're going to deliver you to where you have to be sacrificed to make a massive wish stone. So what's our plan? <sighs> Thanks for giving us a clear head because I think we need that. Um... We've got a minute. Go. Go. <laughs> on time run. <laughs> um, yeah, we need to think clearly right now, don't we? We can't can't let emotion cloud our judgment um so the viscount's expecting me as part of this plan for the purple moon festival i'm going to be sacrificed to make a giant wish stone that's the that's what you guys got from just before i turned up basically yeah okay do you reckon they'll have another one of them manipulator things Ooh. i don't want to suggest this to your face but we could kill you. I mean, I've only got about twenty seconds left on the emotion suppressor, so I can I can take it. Take that right now. There, there. Oh, um, yeah, what a lovely idea. Um, I mean, I yeah, I suppose there's um. <laughs> I mean, I've just literally just come back to life and all that. Um, but I suppose if that is 
what has to be done but what's the guy going to do with the wish stone and also I'm I'm not quite ready yet I've got some unfinished business of my own and you know actually I feel like I could probably be of some use to you too because you seem like you've got a very similar path to me I feel like we want to we want revenge we want to make sure that the people who made our loved ones suffer also suffer and save what's left what if we were to just just I'm just thinking Titus can take control of shit now. What if we were to take control of a manipulator? Oh, <gasps> oh shit. I didn't think about this. <laughs> so I I actually have a spell mm-hmm. that can make it look like you're dead. Right, okay. But I like your plan more. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we, we, we could do both. I mean, we, we could do an ambush. You know, we could lull them into a false sense of security. I could go, I could go the full, um, uh, what's that old fairy tale that um, dwarves always bang on about? What is it? Um, Woe's Knight and the Seven Dwarves, <laughs> they always tell. Yeah, Woe's Knight. Woe's Knight and the yeah. Seven Woes Dwarfs. Woe's <laughs> Woe's night. I used to. I used to tell that to Zach when she was in the womb. Like, uh, I can't say it now. Woe, woe's night. She goes into like that comatose state, doesn't she? When the prince, when the prince comes. So, yeah. I mean, we could do, do that. Know, do you remember any of the dwarfs, um, Alyssa? Um, there was what was there? There was Pervy, um, uh, Dorky. <laughs> yeah, that's two. Five more to go. Um, there was wanky. There was definitely wanky. <laughs> wanky. <Yeah. laughs> there was Hansy. Hansy, um, yeah, my favorite. There was, uh, there was um, uh, three more. Three, okay. Three more. Wanky, Hansy, um, pervy, pervy, and sleepy. another one that we just forgot. Sleepy. Okay. Sleepy. We'll have sleepy. He's a, yeah. a knock off of Snoozy. Yeah. Um, seasick. <laughs> brilliant yes yeah one of the wharfs Um, was called c6 steve great clingy (laughs) clingy is great Clingy. (laughs) one more there's one more wharf come on guys (laughs) and spock Spock. (laughs) (laughs) i'm surprised i can remember all that That was a long time ago i read that book Oh, but yeah, that I think that's a viable plan. <laughs> Clingy was always my favourite draw. Wharf, even. <laughs> you guys yeah, good plan. hear a knock on the press conference door. We... Come in. <laughs> no, <laughs> no room at the inn. <laughs> it's... Uh... You just see a little goblin head peek around the corner with a little trilby on, and it's Quilly. Um, oh, it's just Quilly. He walks in, he closes the door behind you, and he goes, Tyus, Nixon, Hark, how you doing? You all right? Nice work out there. Well done. Well done. Nice one, sunshine. What's your plan? What are you going to do? Because Quilly, Quilly knows Mr. Moto Hirokoshi, doesn't he? He certainly does. He's an informant slash helper for Mr. Moto Hirokoshi. So uh, we should probably tell him what we saw um, from the dwarves. Or should, I mean, I 
suppose we can't really discuss this without him being in the room. <laughs> Can you go outside again for a minute while I make this decision? Yeah, all right. Hold up, hold up. I'll go out. And he, he goes out and closes the door. <laughs> tell me when I should come back in. Do we, do we tell Quilly about... Um, about what the dwarves said. They definitely said Mr. Moto Hirokoshi, didn't they? I'm going to go a bit further away from the door because I can still hear you. I'll, I'll, just, <laughs> I'll just walk away a bit more. I can, just, I can hear you enough, but like, just just whisper, all right? Just, all, all right. right. I'll be yeah. here, all right. Should we tell him about Mr. Moto Hirokoshi? The dwarves. Oh. I don't, I don't see why not. Yeah, because, like, they're on the same team, aren't they? I, don't, I just... I feel like we need all the help we can get because we don't know what's going to happen now. Yeah, I like the idea that we've got insiders actually, like, around, out for our interests. And those those dwarves seem like they knew something. Quilly might know more. Yeah. Quilly, you can come back in now. Is it all right for me to come back in now? Yeah, you can come back in. All right, okay. Uh, and he comes through the door, looks you all dead in the face and goes, I'm guessing you need some help then. Uh, we, we saw in the press conference those dwarves that were on a different team to us who we spared during the finale fight. They mouthed something to me and Ark. Only me and Ark saw it because uh, Titus had concussion at the time. But we we swear, we swear they said Mr. Moto Hirokoshi is always with you. Oh, you figured that out finally, did you? Yeah, no, they've been on our side the whole time. I wish you bloody said something. What if we killed them? Well, it was their prerogative. They wanted to help me out. They wanted to help Mr. Moto Hirokoshi out. And also, if you guys knew and you told anybody or anybody found out, you'd be kicked out of the games, you silly c- Oh, but we're <laughs> beep again. <laughs> stop! Stop making me put beeps in, please. Can we just not? Can we not when, drop the C bomb? When I do that voice, it's so hard not to go. Not you not silly! To, yeah. You fucking silly! What are you on about? <laughs> it's almost a term of endearment in a cockney voice, isn't it? Oh, you silly! silly I call my mother silly. that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, why didn't you should have bloody said something? Because we we could have killed them, and we need them on our side. You now know that they're on your side. You've won the games. You're out of the competitive nature. I'm sure there'll be ways that the dwarves can help you in any way that we need to see fit to get you up to that manipulator, destroy it, and destroy the Viscount of Concretia. They did say they'd uh, lay down their weapons for us any time. I think that also means they pick them back up again and fight for you. (laughs) (laughs) You silly This is going off the rails, isn't it? Uh, oh. <laughs> the problem is, I think we've said the C bomb before in an episode, and we've not censored it. But now oh, it's yeah. like I have, to, I have to censor it from going forward. <laughs> I now have to censor it. I just love them. I think something so good about that, and I think that means they'll pick them back up again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was definitely meant to come across way more helpful and endearing than, than it, it did. Sarcastic, yeah. But yeah, it really than sarcastic, but yeah, than sarcastic. Yeah, passive aggressive. Do you know what, Titus? I think that means that they're here to help you. So if you yeah. want them to pick their weapons up again, I think we can rally them round and they'd help you out. That's good, That's good to know. Thanks, Quilly. <laughs> 
so we have we have to get to the manipulator which is on top of the um sky tower in the center right. of concretia that's right cool it's just it's just a big propeller isn't it we could we could blow up that propeller and crash the entire city into the gas of concretia not the gas of concretia where is it where's what's the planet called again eyes doesn't know doesn't even know what planet we're on i go it better be fucking ole it's i go yeah could you imagine this whole time no it's i go it's i go you're on i go yeah which, uh, is a, which is a gas planet with a massive storm in the center it is, of it. It is but technically mm. we, if we if we sunk the city, yeah, that's that's going to be destroyed as well. Yeah, honest. no, you're right. Yeah. Sink the city. A lot of a people few, will die. A few but, million you know. people will die. Yeah, but yeah, Quilly says Quilly wants to call you a silly c- again, but it's not going to happen. So he he uh, he kind of he kind of goes, Ark, you know you know when people wrote about you in the press about like a genocidal maniac. Do you not think that that kind hmm. of Rings true of that? I am pardoned. <laughs> <laughs> all in the past, baby. <laughs> now you—that's right. You have been pardoned of all your crimes, but there's uh, there's no reason why if you didn't if you committed more crimes, then you would be justly tried for those. Yeah, I, and, uh, and I'd probably and be you a couldn't mass go back murderer. and win the games anymore, could you? Because the Concretia Stadium would be fucked. That's <laughs> it. And again, mass mass murderer, not genocidal maniac. Well, different. Two different things. Get it right. Depends who depends who's writing about you. I certainly yeah. wouldn't do that. Somebody else has, and they absolutely will again. Uh, okay, well, that's one plan. Has anybody got any other ideas? <laughs> well, um, Ark did have a good plan about maybe casting a spell on me to make me look dead. Because what these geezers realised before I turned up is that there's a plan. The Viscount has this, this grand plan of making a giant wish stone with the blood of the champion of champions or some cobblers like that. Yeah, so, that's right. I told you that a few episodes ago. Yeah. Yes. And we remembered. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love Quilly. He's so dry. <laughs> Quilly is just me with an accent on, by the he way. Is, he <laughs> that really is, is. That he is really like, is. yeah. That's what yeah. I love about him. Um, so yeah, we, we can basically pretend that I'm dead. Like, 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 um, uh, Woe's Knight, you know, the old fable. I'm not going to go through all the names. Oh, yeah, Woe's Knight. Wanky's my favourite. I like Wanky a lot, yeah. I do like uh, Clingy's my favourite. But anyway. Oh, nice. Um, we could do that. Or we were thinking maybe could we take control of the manipulator? Is there a way that we could get Titus to do that? Why would Titus be able to do that? Well, I mean, he, he pressed a few buttons back in, in Plane Walker and said that all right, didn't it? But that's not how Plane Walker works. There's no buttons inside Plane Walker. It's just pumps and pipes and... It's all like remote controlled and that. Uh, but what what do you mean took control of Plane Walker? Hang on, you mean to say you didn't watch our bloody match? What's some sort of inside man are you? Yeah. I'll tell you how inside I am. I've been in the vents working shit out trying to help you out. <laughs> you didn't you didn't I feel so betrayed. <laughs> daddy Daddy didn't watch our match. <laughs> daddy <laughs> Quilly's daddy now, fuck off. <laughs> How do you like it now? How do you like it? Um, listen, girl, I've been in the vents trying to get more more info. Girl. Listen, Sorry. Listen, girl. Listen, girl. Listen, girl. Listen, girl. Listen, sweetheart. Listen, sweetheart. Listen, I have a fucking HR nightmare on paper. Um, listen, I've been, I've been trying to get information about your meet-up with the Viscount in time for you to go and have an audience with him. Now, we know all about this wish stone, and if you've got a plan cooking up about being dead and all that, by all means, tell me. But I've got to tell you, the dwarves are here to help now, 
They're mm. not your enemy in battle. So you've got them, all right? Yeah. Also, I found out what you destroyed before in the Hero Zone was a mini manipulator, not an actual manipulator. So, like, the actual manipulators have got ancient technology in them, which is why they're guarded by the undead loyalists. Because once you destroy an actual manipulator, it's destroyed. Whether these mini manipulators made by like engineers all over Concretia, all over the world. You give them a schematic, they can build it. But the ancient ones, they're too ancient with technology to rebuild. So we have to destroy that manipulator. We have to get rid of Idu Ra because of the Violet Children and his part in the Undead Loyalists. Mm-hmm. And that's all I got. Did you um, glean any more information while you were dicking around in the vents? Anything else that you got that can help us besides use the dwarves? I've cooked up these earpieces for you so you can do sending spells to each other without anybody knowing. And he presents out of his coat pocket these little earpieces that are so microscopic and tiny that you could just sit them in your ear and nobody would know they were there. And Quilly goes, you don't even have to make a verbal or semantic kind of gesture to cast this kind of sending spell you just think the thoughts you want to think and someone will hear them thoughts that you thought you think see what i mean <laughs> Kibish, yes we get it okay cool i'll, I'll pop mine in i'll pop mine yes, in to well. it. yeah cool you look at quilly and quilly's mouth's not moving but you hear all his thoughts and Oh Christ. It just, <laughs> it just so it just so happens that as you put yours in Let me guess. I hope that I don't realise I was wanking in the vents. <laughs> <laughs> I silly I was wanking the whole time I was in the vents. <laughs> I won't get no information. I was giving myself a nice Andy in the dark. It was lovely that. <laughs> no, you hear you hear as you pop the uh the earpieces into your ears. Wanky's my favourite from <laughs> from the fairy tale. Um, oh, dear. But no, you guys now have the ability to communicate without having to verbalise anything. And Quilly, sending spell, speaks to all three of you at the same time and says, I think this might be a way that we can be stealthy. And I don't know. Here's what I'm thinking. The, the meet-up for you and the Viscount isn't until tomorrow, right? Yeah, 30 yep. odd hours, I think they said. Right. So couldn't we, or maybe the dwarves or somebody, infiltrate the Sky Tower, or at least try to, to set up some kind of ambush where you guys could destroy the manipulator and destroy Idu Ra? Get out your sister names. Come on. Amy's, Amy's got a giggle cycle. Amy's got right giggles now. on. She's oh, got... no. <laughs> is it Quilly wanking in the dark? Is that what it is? <laughs> Will he play with his willy? <laughs> <laughs> Episode title. There we go. Quilly playing with his willy. Do we know if they are just going for Zach or are they planning to kill us all? From winning the champion games, Ark, roll me a history check. Uh, sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Uh, you would you would know. In fact, it's more kind of like a 
historical insight check, as it were. You know that from your background in the military and your connection to lots of weapons and Titus's fame within the GWF and Vixen's fame within the Champion Games, you know through all the adventures that you've had that any single one of you would make a good candidate for a wishstone by the name of Wishstone of the Gods. So you would hazard a guess that any one of you guys could be sacrificed. Right. Maybe some of you might be more powerful than others in terms of granting a bigger wish, but you could all be sacrificed and made into Wishstones. Does the Viscount of Concretia have... Like, is, is he a military man? How, how is he... How did he rise to power? He is a... The, the, he's a rich man from money who has gathered knowledge. So he's like a... He's an academic who has been granted lots of money to do lots of research. He is not particularly... Uh, he's not particularly focused in combat. He would have spells. He would have people to guard him. He would probably have various abilities that would help him. Uh, defend himself or get what he wants but he's not your average kind of fighter he's a squishy little wizard mage at the back of the room does he have anything to do with the old viscount biscuits my nana used to give me when i'd go around <laughs> to her house oh, he's min minty bad boys with a little oh oil. my god he made his oh. he made his money his his daddy and his his granddad they all made their money in biscuits so he is from biscuit money <laughs> Oh Brother. shit, let's not fuck with this guy. <laughs> Don't play games with biscuit money. I'm sorry, but as, as good as Quilly's Quilly's Willie is, I think biscuit money needs to be the title. Biscuit I money. I really do. It's brilliant. Biscuit money. It's hard to get to us all chaining biscuits going, it's so, it's so <gasps> fucking delicious, aren't they? BN, BN. Because I was thinking, we've got our own wish done, haven't we? And I was thinking we could, yeah. If he was, if he was, if he was a hero, we could pass a, I don't know, sacrifice him and bring back our two kids and your dad, bruh. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Vixen was so shocked there. She, <laughs> she sneezed. <laughs> I did, literally. You bring back your two kids. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm allergic to raising the dead. It's a nervous, yeah. <laughs> it's a nervous uh, sneeze. Mm. Yeah, it was a nervous sneeze. Um, yeah, I mean, I forgot He is, about okay, that. If, if you're asking the question, is he a champion of champions? Absolutely not. We could have a plan, but the problem is we are delivering Vixen to the place where the Viscount wants it, and mm. he can manipulate what we see. So even if we send the dwarves up, Say if, say if we do, I don't know how to start with the dwarves are, but say if we say, right, dwarves go to the top of the sky tower and like prep for like an ambush because they're going to try and kill us and we need you to kind of hop in the last minute. Mm. Are they going to be able to do it? Ark, as you say that, you think back to the town of Iliad and you think back to the plan that you guys undertook in the mines in the caves without even rolling a history check that's what flashes up in your minds and you remember that you've got 24 to 30 hours before 
you go to the Sky Tower. What if we dressed one of the dwarves up as Vixen and then... Yes. I don't know. Will he be fooled? Could you could you use the kind of magic spell that is like a glamour that kind of makes somebody look Ooh. like someone else? You could absolutely use disguise self if if any of you guys had that stocked, or you could try and dress somebody up and try and fool the Viscount of Concretia, um, <laughs> the heavily academic wizard. Yeah, <laughs> and he's fooled by a dwarf in a wig. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't okay. have a spell. I don't have any spells either that would do that. No, I don't either. Um, okay, well, I, I guess it is just we rely on the dwarves to help set up an ambush. We've got that far. Um, Quilly, you've given us the ability to use these spells without talking to us, to each other, which is fantastic. Really helpful. Um, because we can be a bit more stealthy. When can we access the Sky Tower? Like, is it Will it be guarded now, for example? Oh, it'll be guarded, but... There's the changing of the guard. There's there's this other card that you haven't given back to me, but definitely has access to various security systems that we can look into. Uh, pick your poison, basically. And there's always the vents, I suppose, as well. Uh, there's always a vent, though. There's always a vent. I don't really want to be going on my hands and knees through any vent that you've been in, to be honest, Quilly. But... No, no, no. No, don't, don't go in that one up there. Any other one's fine. <laughs> Just not that one. Not that one. Should we go see the dwarves? We've got a bit of time. Should we go and speak to them and kind of see what their skill sets are? Because that might help us to sort of, you know, figure out the plan. We've got enough time. We clearly need a bit more time to configure exactly how we're going to do it. Um, I could I could do with a, a bit of a rest as well. Same. Not that I've used many spells, but... Quilly is going to, or at least I'll use the kind of guise of Quilly to tell you guys um that how it's going to work and you would have been briefed on this anyway but quilly's going to brief you on it is uh tomorrow afternoon you'll be called upon to get ready for your audience with the viscount the full moon eclipse doesn't happen until the evening so when you are told to get ready you will be within your quarters and you won't be allowed to leave until you're called upon in the evening it's the afternoon right now, so essentially you've got 12 okay. hours to execute any kind of behind-the-scenes plan that you would want to, either by yourselves or with help from the dwarves, before you were called upon. You know, you're going to get given robes and garms to wear yeah. for this official walk up to the Sky Tower. Quilly even gives you information and a schematic about the Sky Tower and says... It's a tower in the sky in the middle of the city. It's a 60 by 60 foot cube that only has access to it via an elevator. And once you're in it, you're in this 60 by six, uh, 60 by 60 glass cube that sits on top of this tower. Is the manipulator in the cube or would it be on top of the cube? It will most likely be in the cube because if it was out in the elements, be you know, too easy to... Um, and I could fuck it up, yeah. You could fuck it up, definitely, yeah. It could get struck by lightning. <laughs> there you go. Randomly. Um, okay. And the other guests, so Colonel Aves, the High Elves, you know, 
would they likely be in attendance at this ceremony as well? Quilly tells you that as the winner of the Champion Games, you can request whoever you want to join you in the Sky Tower. Ooh. Dolly. They might not accept, but you can request anybody to join you in the Sky Tower. Well, Zalu's actually quite a good ally as well that we have. We've got our number. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't kill Zalu, do you? Well, no, not at all. But, I mean, if there's anything she can do to help us. Oh. Is what I'm thinking. Because she is on speed dial, isn't she, for Typhus? Yeah. And we also have to think about, like, I'm, I'm quite a, a big fan of um, not being thought of as a genocidal maniac anymore. Because um, it'll mean that I kind of, you know, I can go home, I can travel, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we can make this look like some sort of accident, yeah, that'd be amazing. Ooh. If we can hit man it, that's what I was literally just about to say. <laughs> if we can agent forty seven this this month, yeah. then uh, walk away like nothing happened. That would well done forty seven. <laughs> Another plan <laughs> executed seamlessly, and we're just like <laughs> chandelier kill. <laughs> Is there any way we can see the Sky Tower, like, inside it, before we go up there? Quilly's got a schematic in front of you, a plan of the Sky Tower. Okay, so what else is in it besides it being a 60-foot by 60-foot glass cube? Potentially manipulator in there. Yeah, imagine imagine going on the London Eye and walking into one of those bubbles. That is what the Sky Tower looks like. All that... um, What's that thing in Brighton? You know, it's the British Airways thing that goes oh, up and the, down. Oh, uh, the I, I360, whatever it is. That's yeah. it. That's it. It's one, of, it's one of those in the sky. That's right. it. You can, you know, if pri- um, rich, privatised companies might throw events in there because it's a beautiful view of the whole city skyline as well as the gaseous planet below. Um, but it's essentially a big elevator or freight lift that can take whatever you want to the top to set up parties or whatever. But the the actual arrangement for the Sky Tower on that day for when you guys have your audience with the Viscount is four chairs, four thrones, just to watch the purple moon eclipse happen. But we can request for the dwarves to come. Yeah. We don't, you, we don't even you have guys, to. Like... You guys can request whoever you want. They might not turn up, but you can request anybody to join you. It's the champion's wishes that these people accompany us. I think it's super cool as well if we're like calling in all of our allies. Yes. Mm. Does, do they have to be on this world? Uh, on this planet? Yeah. You can call in anybody you want. We could definitely call Aura Skalsgard. Oh and actually God. get some fucking reinforcements that way. She gets the army. Oh my God, I'm getting shivers, guys. This is, this is yes. very Lord of the Rings. We could we could call But like good, not like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Adam, I'm with you. I fucking hate Lord of the Rings. I think it's absolute oh. dog shit. I'm sorry everybody. I think it's bollocks. Love it. I mean I'm not I'm not I'm not like the wankiest, wankiest of fans, but I do enjoy it. You can't tell me when Gandalf doesn't come riding over the hero in Helm's Deep, you don't get a bonus. Yeah, that's the only good bit of it, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. the only good bit of nine hours of fucking people walking about New Zealand. Jesus Christ, (laughs) get on with it. Uh, Adam, I'm so glad I found somebody else who's like, fuck off with it, because every time I talk to somebody, like, oh, but you like D&D and fantasy, you should like Lord... No, it's 
it's so long and shit. So we already went to Manchester to watch not under the D and D podcast uh, mm. being like kind of recorded, and they did a Lord of the Rings special, and I was like, yeah. And I, was like, <laughs> and I, I turned to Jamie and just sake. went, I fucking hate Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> that was a real I was like, I've just paid all this money to go see Nadpod, fucking Jake, Emily, Murph, and Coldwell, and now it's just like, oh, it's a Lord of the Rings special. I'm like, oh, get me a fucking uh, another pint, please. <laughs> Ollie, Ollie had a two pinter. He was all right. He was yeah, good. yeah. He warmed up. Can we? Um, can we? Not that they, I realise that we're in the midst of plotting this amazing army coming to save us. Yeah. But I also would like Jansp and Mapple to come up and watch the the eclipse. Great. Great. You can invite whoever you want. You can put the call out. You have 24 hours until this thing happens. So if you want somebody Squiddy! to turn... Oh, fuck, we could have Squiddy there. <laughs> I mean, I did think about that, but I thought about what would the address be for him? Like, because he'd have to say to you, like, to how, can the same you, message how can you get a message out to Squiddy? <laughs> Squiddy at the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> just like, sunshine a big light in the sky, don't you, a squid? And you'll just appear. Yes, you'll like Batman. Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, should we make a um, guest list then, guys? <laughs> yes. Mm. Jant and Mapple. Mm. Yeah. Squiddy. Whether or not he'll come is a different matter, but Squiddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. he's busy. Um, he might be busy. He might be washing his tentacles that day. Mm. Um, or can, a scales can we, guard. Can we just confirm that Jant and Yaffle, they have gone through a lot. Like all of their friend, we have caused all of their friends to die in an explosion, and just pure dumb luck, they survived. So I feel like we are putting them back in the firing line. I'm okay with it. But then they'll get another like six weeks off work, and they'll love it. They were they're on they're on vacation right now. Yeah, and and not to not to burst this bubble, but I think. Jamie, we know that they've only got each other and they didn't actually have any friends in that facility. Like it's just yeah. it's just those two. So Yeah. Yeah. Protect that friendship at all costs. Um, if I have to I... waste a fucking wish on bringing back Yamps or whatever it is, I'll be so angry. Um and then the bartender and the the, the snow the snowballers. Ringo, George, John. Oh yeah, he was he was shit though, wasn't he? he was he, awful. But could... the Beatles were good. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. Trevor, Trevor was the barkeep. That's him. Okay. Trevor. Trevor. The this barkeep. is going to be a fucking nightmare for me to vo, isn't it? <laughs> they, just don't have to, they just don't have to turn up, do they? Yeah, that's this true. is like no, a wedding true, yeah. a wedding guest list. I'm loving it. <laughs> Lin Tu, let's get the bird in. Lin Tu, nice. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Are we invited? We're not actually inviting Lake the Zager, are we? He's the only one we're not going to invite. We can't invite Lake the Zager. <laughs> we, can't, we, can't have a, we can't have a Patreon category. <laughs> we can't have a Patreon category that nobody's in and invite Lake the Zager. That's ridiculous. Un- unless we try and sacrifice him. <laughs> I mean, it's a plan. It is a plan. Jamie, I feel or, I feel like when we started making this list, you kind of had a plan with Aura Scales Guard. So what what's your plan? Yeah. Military plan, right? You want some kind of military intervention? Like you know, if they if they get here via tank or whatever, at least you've mm-hmm. got a tank on planet. We've got people who can fight for us. I mm-hmm. think Aura is a really good shout of who can um, defend us. Um, it's about for me. Is it, do I send the invite out to? Alec and Zed to get them off planet, but I'm 100% putting them in danger. 
Oh, and also you you well you you do know where Zed is, but okay. Well, so far I've got uh, Princess Zalu, Jansp and Mapple, uh, Squiddy, Aura Scales Guard, and and Army <laughs> and plus ones. <laughs> um, Lintu, Trevor the Barkeep, and the Beatles. <laughs> what an invite! What, what a, a list. list! What a list! We have uh, invited Erican. I didn't put Erican on there just because I didn't want him to be in danger, but also I suppose. Can he ring his bell and just fucking disappear? If it... Yeah, that's true. That's you could just stuff. you could just ring his bell as an action. You'll ring the bell as an action. You can ring the bell to turn the fuck off, and that's it. Yeah, we don't we yeah. don't need to invite him, do we? Yeah, that's fine. I was tempted to invite uh, my uncle and then say, actually, I've rescinded that invitation. So when he shows up, he just told the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> He gets the gate and his ticket doesn't work. It's a minor yeah, sorry, inconvenience mate. for him. Like, could we ask the Dwarven team to fuck up the tower when we're in it? Because we could invite Aves, um, that elf guy, and your um, uncle into the tower and then blow up the fucking tower. Yeah, I mean, Ooh. I guess we just don't turn up an Edu Raz in there as well with the manipulator. It's a it's a great way of solving all our problems in one, killing many many birds with one stone. Um, just to just to to drop in in a sec, you will be called upon and you will be escorted to the Sky Tower. You won't have much. Um, you won't have much. You won't be able to make any decisions for yourself, really, because they'll literally pick you up and take you to the Sky Tower. Mm. So it's not a case of just not turning up. It's not like you have to be at an appointment for anything. You will be escorted and put there. And I suppose we're not allowed to leave sight, are we? We're not allowed to go anywhere before that happens? No, you'll be uh, you'll be sequestered to your quarters until further notice. All right. So I feel like we are going to have to be prepared to fight whatever happens because we can't mm-hmm. really... I think the main thing is just making sure we've got a lot of allies on site um, and then potentially like having the dwarves. I mean, what other ways are there in and out, Quilly? Are there any ways... Like, Is it just the main entrance in that we'll get escorted in or are there vents? Are there, is there like a hidden entrance at all? Anything? Any other way of getting in and out that we know about? There's the way in, way out, which is one one in and one out, which is the uh, the freight elevator. Yep. Big elevator doors all the way up to the top of the sky tower. Uh, of course, there are vents. They need uh, an oxygenated system to keep everybody within that glass cube, essentially mm-hmm. fed the oxygen that we need to live. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, on this schematic, there are vents. There's a one way in and out freight system and that's it so there are vents in could so you mentioned the air could we trap could we trap the viscount up there with us cut off the air stop us escaping and i don't know if we had some sort of breathing apparatus oh i see what you mean quilly thinks for a second and says, I think I could get you rebreathers if you wanted. Yeah, we could sabotage the air system. On day one of the games, when you pulled that lever, 
to decide the kind of battlefield you were facing the Cobalt team on. Was it the Cobalts? No, it's somebody else. Anyway, there was the chance... You haven't watched any of our matches. (laughs) No, I didn't. I've been at an event tugging one out. Uh, There was a chance of an underwater battlefield. So the equipment's got to be like around here somewhere for rebreathers. You know, just a little like little thing you pop in your mouth and it like separates all the, the, the bad chemicals in the air with the good and the oxygen and the carbon. So you, you'd be able to breathe in any situation underwater or above the water. What are you thinking, Ark? Like if like he, we could just cut off the air and as long as we stop him getting out, so if we have things just like, you know, stopping teleporting or just trapping him, then we might have a shot of killing him. And then it's not our fault that he's dead because, <laughs> you know, somebody sabotaged the air. There's only us four up there. We almost died as well. I can fake one of our deaths as well. Exactly. We can make it very believable. Okay, okay, I see what you're saying. So if I was to, I don't know, send some dwarven engineers to do some last minute, I don't know, maintenance work on the air system before the big day tomorrow, you think that might think that might work? I think if you, I don't know, while they were there, dropped some elven paraphernalia in there as well to frame the elves. Point the arrow in the wrong direction as it were the finger of blame towards somebody else mm-hmm. and why like the it. elves why the elves in particular might i ask uh, they killed zach oh you're right they did i forgot about that okay all right no that makes sense uh, well he doesn't know who we are <laughs> yeah i'm he kind of a, so many teams around yeah that's the thing that's the thing vixen i'm kind <laughs> of like an every other episode kind of character so sometimes <laughs> i forget shit uh, but no, you're right. Uh, elven paraphernalia, you're right. Yeah. Got, Sounds got like a head a here if you want. Unless Titus is planning to keep it as a trophy. Titus, you planning to keep that head on your belt as a as a trophy or what? No, no, if we, if we can be used. At the very least, you could we... use some blood, some DNA. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll get the dwarves to put a severed head in the vent. That's all right. I can do that. <laughs> Not impossible to masturbate to. <laughs> <laughs> that is quickly becoming the subtext of this uh, this whole it's podcast. Events, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, All right. Okay. Plan. Yeah. Right. Let's go over the plan one more time. Ark, tell me exactly what you want to happen. We go up there. We hide respirators on us somehow. Yeah. Once we're up there, dwarves cut the oxygen, or if they've got anything they can put in the vents, maybe like some poison or something. It might take a while for them to suffocate. Mm. Maybe even yeah. maybe even like some sort of sedative, like something that knocks them out, like chloroform or something would be quite good, wouldn't it? Because then everybody would go down. And then we could almost take out the um the Viscount and nobody else would be asleep. everybody else would be asleep. And then, you know, they wake up and we're like, Oh, not a clue. Don't know what happened to him. I could certainly source you some kind of um some kind of gas, is that what, if that's what you're after, to put in the vents? Potentially, yeah. I think I like Ark's idea of framing the elves, though. I think that's a good, a good shout for killing yeah. them. Makes it, makes it cleaner. 
Okay, right. Let's go over the plan one more time because I've got to get these details right. Mm-hmm. Got to frame the elves. So I'm going to send these dwarves in as engineers to fuck up this air vent, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've got to do that overnight because if we did it tomorrow, everyone's going to be on lockdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we cancelling all the invites? I suppose we better now if we're poisoning the room. <laughs> I think, I think, so. uh, apart from Lightning Zager. Oh, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's very welcome to come. He's very welcome to come. You're the kind of guys that would send anthrax in the post to fucking Lakeland Zago, wouldn't you? <laughs> you have to write him a letter. It's not worth it. Um, uh, okay, yeah. Leave Lakeland. Uh, the dwarves, obviously, will they be coming up as well? Should we get them rest, rest breathers as well? Because I, I would, I would, again, I'm really sorry to the dwarves. I would make them stay in the vents for like, mm. I don't know, 12 hours or whatever. Because if, yeah. if the air's not on, there's a risk that they might not go up. Mm. So have them positioned and ready to go. Smash the air vent. Smash all the oxygen stuff. Cut off the oxygen. Or poison or whatever. Do some poison. If you've got any poison. If you can get poison, that'd be great. I but think I might, be able, I might be able to get you some poison. If you want to go with poison, I think I could source you some poison. I, say I just need poison. a definite. This is what we want to do. Yeah, that sounds like an elf, an elf, an elvish weapon. Poison. They will totally buy that. Or, or something for me. Like, yeah. I'm happy to frame an Aarakocran for it. There's only one on the planet at the moment, so that's a fine. feather! Put a feather in the vent! <laughs> yeah, but then the thing is, how do they know it's not you? I suppose they can test DNA, can't they? <laughs> in this fantasy um, world of ours. Oh, once they're on lockdown, will the dwarves be able to escape? <sighs> if we send them in as engineers, and we hide them so if we send them in as as engineers like this afternoon this evening and they electronically clock out but don't leave the building they can be in there ready to do whatever you need them to do to the vents when you want them to be done so if you want them to release poisonous gases we can do that if you want them to just cut off the air supply great if you want them to fucking yodel through the vents so it echoes out into the cubic bubble, <laughs> you tell me what you want them to do and we'll get them to do it. So let's, yeah, so dwarves go in early, set up, poison the air supply. Mm-hmm. We have respirators. Yep. Viscount poisoned. We try and stop the Viscount escaping. Everything we can do to stop him escaping. Yep. And then other dwarves in the vents as backup for us, or no? I just don't. I just don't want them to get fucked up. Yeah, same. They'll be fine if they're going in incognito. I should be able to get them out incognito. Okay, cool. There's, look, there's no guarantee with any of this. We are trying to sabotage the leader of a floating city on the planet of Igo, who happens to be an undead loyalist. So this is all pie-in-the-sky ideas that could fuck up at any moment. This could be like Mission Impossible 1, you know, when you're five minutes in and everybody's fucking dead. Like, or it could go... Spoilers, listeners. Yeah, spoilers to a film from 90-whatever-fucking-three or four. Yeah, sweet. (laughs) Right. I think that's a plan. Okay. There's, There's certain things I've got to set up tonight and this afternoon, which I'll have to come back to you on. If they're successful, great. Who are we inviting... I don't think we're inviting anyone now. I think we've we've kind of changed that the plan is to isolate us with the Viscount. I think that's sensible. 
Because I think if there's any more eyes on what goes down and anybody escapes or anybody lives, you guys are fucked. Yeah, we need to make sure that only really the person who's dead men tell no tales, right? Now, at what point do we release the shark? (laughs) God, do you remember remember that? Do you remember episode four, everybody? Do you remember release the shark? Fuck me, that was a long time ago. We have done a very release the shark bit of planning just now because we've we had about an hour's have. Worth, we have about an hour's worth of planning and we've not gone for the plan that we thought of an hour ago <laughs> so this is a very release the shark episode ollie's sort of like slowly nudging us every step of the way like yeah. please just pick something i'm just like come on guys you've you've made you did such a good plan in iliad like you can yeah, absolutely do another plan again. again yeah i just felt like we had longer to think about is a lot more a lot more at stake here sure yeah you, you had an episode in between that's fine um but it's all right we don't have to put all of this unedited in you guys can think about what you <laughs> want to do um titus any input from yourself about the plan are you happy as it is look we won the bloody Champions Games as a threesome. We don't need anyone else. Let's not have any innocent bystanders because I sense the Viscount won't give a shit who's up there. Once he, uh... I don't know how we counter the manipulator, but cross that bridge when we come to it, eh? So I can dispel magic. Okay. I'm hoping that Alyssa can do some of it as well. Let me have a little look. We've still got our wish stone, though, haven't we? Just just kind of throwing that out there. But we can still potentially bring someone back on that. Um, yes. So I, I mean, have... you, don't, you don't know if it's charged. That's the thing. You have a yeah. wish stone. It has been used. Yeah. Um, so you guys haven't done quite enough research into that to know whether it's usable at this point. Quilly says, okay, so we're set with the plan then. I will send the dwarves in tonight. We'll keep them in overnight. They will sort out the poison into the vents. I think poison's going to be the most effective. Mm-hmm. We will get you guys rebreathers and we will set you all up ready for your audience with the Viscount. Is there any other detail that we haven't missed out? Because we're going to have to execute this plan to precision. I think that's it. The dwarves are gonna um, plant a an elven some elven blood from the severed head in the vent. So they're gonna frame them. They will use the poison. We'll have the re- respirators. Um, my only thing I was thinking of is: will we get searched on the way in? And they might wonder why we have respirators. Yes. How about I send? The dwarven team of engineers in to hide respirators within the room or within oh the God, entrance yeah. of the elevator. Like the Godfather, put it behind the cistern in the loose and we'll find it. <laughs> like the pistol. Okay. I suppose you could say, where there's a quill, there's a way. <laughs> well! <laughs> I was the only person who wowed. Jamie, you decided if that was good enough. Um... Quilly pushes back on the door, out into the hero zone, and sets to work getting the plan put together. Um, It's the afternoon. You guys can walk back out to the hero zone, or you can essentially go to your quarters. What is it that you would like to do? Where would you like to be? I think we should take that rest. 
I want to go and party. Uh, <laughs> plan more for the... Uh, Spend that money. Titus, if you want to go party, you like hear through the, the doors of the hero zone that like everybody is celebrating and getting boozy and like you hear you hear the recognizable voice of the dwarves, the only remaining surviving team. Everybody's having a party in in the hero zone. I kinda wanna as long as I'm not too hungover tomorrow, it'll be alright. I mean, all I've got to do is not die. So and I've never died before, so and also, it would wouldn't it raise suspicions if you just won this big tournament? We all just like oh, off to bed. Come on. <laughs> yeah, fair dues. And uh, the dwarves. Do we need to clue the dwarves in? I think Quilly's taking care Quilly of that. Quilly'll do that. Yeah. Quilly's doing that. Okay. But uh, I'm gonna go and buy him a pint in advance, maybe. Yeah. To say thanks for. Helping us try and pull off this ridiculous scheme. Don't get Quilly so drunk that he forgets to tell the dwarves. <laughs> oh, Quilly's on his own pints. He's he's if he's if he's effing and jeffing that much when he hasn't had a drink. God knows what's going. <laughs> like I said, he's a HR nightmare. Um, yeah. You push out into the hero zone. Arkan Vixen, are you following for drinks? Yeah. I think I'll go for one. I'll go for one Blackleberry Mead. Yeah. That's how, it, that's how it starts. That's how they get you. No, not a chance. He's back. Going back to, going back to go to bed. Okay. Ark, you brush past everybody and head up to the athletes' quarters to mm-hmm. get your rest. Lay your head down for the night for a big day tomorrow. Um, Titus, you... And Vixen, essentially, buy the dwarves drinks. You all cheer yeah. in merriment. There's uh there's a DJ, there's music, there's there's a there's a proper party. It's you and a bunch of press and some maybe like VIP fans and stuff are allowed in there. Um and then sauntering up across the dance floor towards you, Titus, is a beautiful grey woman in a jade dress. And oh! a tiara who walks right up to you and says, Got any more of those toothpicks? Oh, oh I got a baby. Uh, no, he's not, he's not, he's not cool, is he? Shits himself when she's around. Uh, well, actually, shall I? I want to reach into my bag. I'm going to roll to see if I pull it out first time without looking. Because I don't want to be like, oh, just going to look in my little... <laughs> you spill your toothpicks all over the floor. Yeah, Titus, yeah. Titus, roll me a straight luck check, D20. Okay. Here we go, here we go. Come on. <laughs> Hang on, what's my... I got a modifier? It's just, no. just a straight luck check, so what did you get? 14. 14? What are you trying to do? Just pull out a toothpick and be like, there you go, baby. You pull a toothpick out, flip it into the air. She catches it in her mouth. Uh. <laughs> and then she does exactly what she did to you when you first met earlier that day. Oh, my God. And she twists this toothpick with her tongue 
and just just doesn't give it back to you, but just shows it to you on her tongue. And then as she is showing this toothpick on your tongue, you hear the very recognizable voice of a, Hey, you fucking idiot. And you see Volok give Zalu a rather large slap on the bum. What? Oh. The fuck and that's is where we end our session. Oh, oh <laughs> There's never been another cliffhanger like that. <laughs> oh, oh, that's oh, such a good cliffhanger. <sighs> well, thank you so much to my players, Jamie, Amy, and Adam, for coming through and playing another episode of oh. Dice with Death. You can follow us on social media, Dice Death Pod, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, we're everywhere you get your podcasts. Just search Dice With Death on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We are wherever you get your podcasts. We've got a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dice Death Pod. Thank you so much to everybody who is over there right now, who's commenting on the posts that we put up and is giving us very ideas for like behind the scenes content. I'm in the midst of making a silly voice kind of video. So keep your um, suggestions coming in for that. And yeah, thanks everybody who's um, commenting and liking and over on our Patreon. If you want to donate some money to us, please do patreon.com forward slash Dice Death Pod. Jamie, where can people find you on the social media? Uh, you can find me at Jamu1987. Amy, where can people find you online? Um, I am oh, actually by popular demand because my Instagram handle is too long to keep reciting and remembering and it's a bit of a pain. So I am now Amy Mallet on all the things. Great. Just like Adam, just like Adam Wilborn. What a life-changing decision this Hey, be. welcome. <laughs> welcome to the everything all gang. I think I'm the same. Yeah. I'm dead underscore eight on everything. But yeah, Adam, where can people find you on social media? Yeah, across everything, Adam Wilborn. Thank you for listening to another episode of Dice With Death. We'll see you again next time. Say bye, guys. Bye. Bye. bye.